Hey everybody, it's your Dutch friend Jan and you are listening to episode number 97 of the Create a Smart Podcast. Maybe you remember that last week we talked about whether you should sell one-off courses versus offering a membership program. Well, today we're going to talk about a similar topic, we're going to talk about how to choose a business model. Um, but today it will be Oli who's going to share all this knowledge here on the podcast. And um, yeah, he has a very interesting perspective um, he's going to expand on the topic, going to go a little bit deeper today. And um, you will also see that the business model that you should choose also depends on the stage um, that you're at in your business. And you will see that as your business grows, it gets it will get more and more important for you that you choose the right business model. This video was originally posted or this video, this content was originally published on YouTube. So also make sure to check out our YouTube channel. It's called Creator Smarts. Well, let's get started with today's episode. Here is Oli. There are so many online business models out there. You've got memberships, courses, coaching, one-to-one, high ticket. Which should you choose? Which is right for you? And which of these could actually be damaging your business? Welcome back to the channel, guys. My name is Ollie Richards, and Creator Smarts is all about helping you scale your successful creator business into a strong seven-figure operation so that you can reclaim your time, build wealth, and deepen your impact in the world. And when I first started story learning, uh, everything was a shiny object, all these, all these different kinds of business models. And when I was looking around wondering, you know, how can I monetize my little blog that it was back at the time? There were gurus out there teaching every kind of model under the sun. You've got the membership guy, you've got the courses guy, you've got the high ticket guy, usually guys. And they would all kind of sell the benefits of that thing that they were teaching. So they would tell you like why, uh, why membership sites are such a great thing or why high ticket is so good. And one of the first courses that I ever created for, for story learning was called the Fluent Spanish Academy. And I, was, I wanted to teach people uh, Spanish. And the reason, and it was a membership site. And the reason I chose memberships was because I had kind of fallen for the, the, the line that membership people teach, which is memberships are great because then you've got recurring revenue every month. People will sign up once and then pay you every single month. Sounds great, right? And I remember thinking to myself, well, I want that. Because at the time I had a couple of small courses, but like, you know, once someone had bought them, then the revenue, the income had kind of finished. So I thought, well, wouldn't it be great if people were giving me money every single month? That sounds like a great business. So I spent ages designing this, this Spanish program. I'm, you know, filming the content, creating the membership area, all of this stuff. And then I launched it. Uh, and we had lots of people come in. People really loved it. And so um, next, the, you know, on, on the second month, uh, we started kind of making more content for it. And then the third month and the fourth month. And then, you know, one year on, well, people still wanted more. So I was like, I was making more content still, trying to dream up different ways to make it interesting. And after a year of doing this, I, I, I didn't want, I, just, I wanted it out of my sight. I didn't want to do it anymore. It became a real chore for me. And the reason was that I was just getting bored with it. I was getting bored with this, 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 the, the kind of constantly needing to come up with new stuff for people in the membership. I love the people in the membership. They're such, they're, they're wonderful, uh, and I care about them deeply. But it was becoming a real chore to just keep making content and keep keep dreaming up new and interesting things. Because part of the problem was I had uh, you know a lot of people that were in from the beginning which means you can't keep repeating stuff. You've got to make new stuff all the time. Anyway, I was getting bored with this model, but I was kind of trapped in it because also people were trained to 
hear stuff from me. So a lot of my time every month was kind of getting devoted to this membership. And, and I, as a result, I could not focus on other things. I also realized that people inside the membership weren't really getting results because inevitably with any membership, you're excited when you sign up, but then you know, motivation starts to slip after a while and you, know, you just kind of go through the motions. Uh, so not only was I getting bored with it, but the longer people stayed, you know, they weren't really getting, it wasn't the panacea <laughs> that I thought it was gonna be. Now the membership was very profitable, but as time went on, I could tell that I wasn't gonna be able to keep it up. So I ended up killing the whole thing. And it was quite scarring for me, because even though it was generating probably over $100,000 a year in revenue, I started feeling like it was a scarring experience because I started feeling bad for not serving my students the way that, that I could. Through my own temperament, it wasn't right for me. And so the really important lesson that I learned from going through this is not that memberships are bad, it's that memberships do not suit my preferences. I, as a person, Ollie, what he likes to do is he likes to jump around and try lots of different things. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm an entrepreneur at heart. I, I like novelty. And I didn't understand that at first, but I, I began to, to realize this very clearly. And so I realized that I needed a sustainable business for me had to be built around my preferences and the way that I know that I like to work, not around some kind of theoretical notion of like, okay, oh, well, you should do a membership because memberships are good because people pay you every month, etc. And if you can relate to any of this that I've explained so far, please like this video, subscribe to the channel and turn on notifications as well because there's lots more like this to come. So how did I fall into this trap of ending up with this fantastic product that I didn't enjoy and that I ended up killing? The big realization for me, because I was new to the online world, was that the gurus online who teach these things will recommend and teach stuff with no consideration about your own personal reality and your own personal business situation. And people kind of fall into different business models, whether it's high ticket or coaching or courses, because of whatever guru they happen to follow or whoever they happen to learn from, whatever their friend recommends, or, or whatever just kind of sounds good intuitively. So let's take memberships as an example. I mean, the, the, benef the potential benefits of memberships are great, right? Because your customers pay you every month. You sell them once, and then they keep paying month after month. But what they don't tell you is that memberships have constant churn, which means as people are going in, other people are leaving. And this means that the actual kind of average customer value of of people in your membership is actually usually quite low comparatively and requires really constant maintenance to keep people there, to keep them interested and to bring new people in to replace the people that have left. And also to keep growing the whole thing as well. Let's take courses. I mean, courses are fantastic, right? Because why? Because they have super high margins. A digital course, you make it once and you sell it forever. But what they don't tell you is that courses typically have quite poor completion rates. And so with most digital courses, people really aren't learning as much as they would if, for example, you were on a, a live group coaching or something like that. And this can be a problem if your business really depends on advancing people from one stage to the next by completing the courses. One-to-one -one coaching, personalized coaching is great because you can charge higher amounts. You can, they, they get access to you so you can raise your prices. But what they don't tell you is that personalized coaching, although it's great at the beginning, can really put a massive bottleneck in your growth because you end up having to figure out how to scale the fulfillment of that coaching, which is not easy to do and becomes very expensive once you have to start bringing in other people to do that or else 
the opportunity cost of your own time. Then you've got high ticket offers. High ticket is the kind of thing that's like super, it's like got cult status in the in online marketing communities. It's like the kind of holy grail. And high ticket is great because it's, it's the, they say it's easier to sell more expensive stuff. Uh, and that is actually genuinely true. It is easier to sell very expensive things then it's sometimes easier to sell a product for $10,000 than it is to sell it for 100. It sounds counterintuitive, but for the right person, that's definitely the case. You also end up with really good customers, generally, who are prepared to spend more money. But high ticket can be nigh on impossible in certain industries. Like you will struggle to sell a $10,000 package in, in most education industries, for example. Um, and then you also need a really great pipeline of people who are willing to pay that amount, which means your costs can mount up very quickly in either kind of salespeople or in fulfillment. It's something that doesn't scale all that well unless you really build a lot of operational uh, infrastructure. So all of these different models have their pros and their cons. The thing is, though, that these decisions about what's right for you and which you should use, this really changes depending on the, st on the, on the, st the, the stage of business that you're at. So if you're at the kind of anything up to the six-figure range, you're making up to 100,000 a year, really anything that you do is, is fine because at that point, your, your main mission is just, okay, let's just make enough money. Let's figure out how this whole thing works. If I can just cover my lifestyle costs, then I will, you know, that's my first step on the hierarchy of needs. And for this stuff, gurus, people teaching how to do things online can actually really help because they can show you this blueprint. You can learn from that and you can kind of get it up and running. From 100 grand, to 500 grand a year, this kind of range, this is where reality starts to bite and you really kind of start to, to feel the strain because what you've done is you, you, you've kind of gone with a certain business model, usually out of kind of without really any particular choice, you've just kind of gone with it. Uh, but then as you scale up to about half a million a year, you're kind of trying to scale this thing and you're realizing that actually, you know, this was kind of fun at the beginning, but it's not so fun anymore and it's hard to maintain as it grows. And so up to that kind of range, that can, that, that's when the, the, the rubber really hits the road. Uh, and from scaling from half a million to seven figures is a, a very different thing because you typically cannot scale something which you are, which you're not enjoying for all kinds of reasons. And so to, to, to get up to the seven-figure range, this is where managing your energy starts to become a lot more important. And you really have to realign your business around your own personal preferences and the business that you want to be running. Because if you don't do that, then what will happen is you will just burn out. You will end up blowing up your business uh, because you just, you're just not enjoying what you're doing. And when it gets uh, to more scale, all problems become intensified. In fact, I, I'm, I'm mentoring someone right now who, who said to me when we've first started they said literally they said I just want to fire everyone on my team and manage the whole thing by myself because then I'll be happy I'll just go back to the way things used to be and this is just because this person is is not has not yet learned how to properly channel their energy uh, and also how to bring in other people on their team and grow a team to help manage their personal energy it's extremely dangerous and you know the number of creators who end up blowing up their businesses and sabotaging what they're doing um, at that kind of half million a year mark is, is is really crazy because you've got to start operating in different ways and this is when you realize that money really beyond the kind of the beyond once you've met your basic needs making more money is really nothing more than energy and channeling energy in the right way money is energy and finding the model the business model that suits your preference, when you're, when you're able to actually find that, then you can really devote unlimited amounts of energy and love into what you're doing and you become far more successful as 
as a result. Now, ironically, once you get beyond the seven-figure stage, this is you're typically like a lot less involved in the business. It's much more of a team operation, and this is where you actually need to bring in a lot, a lot of different business models into the mix in order to really scale up the business. So, for example, in StoryLearning.com, we have a whole a massive mix of different business type. So a lot of what we sell is courses, but we also have a big part of the business is a kind of, I call it a hybrid continuity. It's not really a membership. It's not really continuity, but it kind of has the same effect. We have a publishing operation where we, where we make books. We have actually some, we've introduced some one-to-one element, which is supporting some high ticket things that we're selling. But the key to doing this is to have systems and people who can operate those systems. If I tried to do any, not any combination of that, back at the beginning it would have been impossible and I would have just, uh, the whole thing would have just crashed. So you can only really start to do this once you've got a really established, mature operations team who can actually fulfill on, on all of this. And, to, and what also helps is when you've had the experience of actually operating with a few of these different business models so you know the key things that actually make it into a success. All right, thanks for listening to this episode. And if you like this episode, then please give it a positive rating in whatever podcast app that you're using. And if you want to listen to other interviews or just learn more about what we do, then make sure to go to our website, creatorsmart.com. See you on the next episode. Ciao.